Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 40 of Movie Around Minute, the daily podcast where we take a wild trip through the 1987 John Hughes comedy, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me to finish off this week is Bubba Wheat of Flights, Tights, and Movie Nights. Welcome back to the show, Bubba. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, yes. Uh, so you, you ready to to try to find a bus that maybe can take us to where we need to go? Yeah, sounds good. All right. So episode 40 begins with Neil coming to a realization and ends with Dell nudging Neil to take a look. Yesterday's minute ended with Neil contemplating whether he should be going off and helping Dell or not with trying to lug his trunk, his steamer trunk across the field in order to get to the trucks, I guess you can say, (laughs) which again, I'm still... Since yesterday, I've been still trying to think about what these trucks are. Absolutely no idea. Haven't been able to figure it out. But I guess we'll just have to leave it like that. What can I tell you? So Neil's good nature finally get kicks in, and he trudges along across the muddy field and catches up to Dell and lifts up the the trunk. I, I love the way that that Steve Martin like walks across muddy field. <laughs> he he looks like he's not very pleased that that's what he's doing. But he wants to go help Dell. It also looks like it, in yesterday's minute, Dell was further along than than he is in this one. He looks a lot closer to the train than yesterday. So that, yeah, and also in that wide shot, um, the trunk is right side up again. Yes, correct. And if you also look, you'll see that there aren't very many people around Dell here. There's there's very few people. And in the close-up shot, you have like 20 people around Dell, including mm-hmm. children and old people and, you know, elderly people and stuff like that. So I, I think it's pretty funny that, that they, again, they, and here the trunk is actually upside down. Mm-hmm. When Neil is helping him, when we see the close-up shot of Neil lifting up the trunk with him, you see that the trunk is completely overturned. And that the, yeah. the top of it is face down instead of face up. So yeah, they they, they got some continuity errors in in this movie, no question about that. And then Neil struggles along to try to finally pick it up and and helps pick it up, and he like trips over a little bit of a rock, and then they give us a great shot. I love this this very long shot where we see all of the people that are walking from the train towards uh, the highway. Or whatever it is, but but it's it, it reminds me of the shot in in Shawshank, you know, with, where Roger Deakins did the did, did a crane shot where you see all the prisoners from above, you, know, you see them in in the the whole area, you know, the, the 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 prison area. So this is just a great shot because you can see part of the distance that everyone has to walk. You can see the way that different people are carrying things. You know, some of them are struggling. Some of them seem to be struggling along, and and some others are not. You know, once again, we get to see yeah, our, and we get to see our sailor. And <laughs> and living in in Illinois, I I know exactly the the feeling of walking in in this type of field because that this is a field that used to be muddy, and you know, like a, a tractor had gone through here. But then it's winter, so it's frozen, and so it's it's like wa- walking on um, basically a bunch of uneven rocks because it's this frozen dirt that is 
just completely in these clumps and it's completely uneven and i can see why most of these people are struggling yeah. to walk across there yeah you can you can definitely see the way that it is and then we we get a shot in a uh, bus terminal where you see Dell and neil sitting on a bench along with this elderly guy <laughs> who looks pretty funny he's got this this funny little hat he's got this funny beard he's got a denim shirt and he's holding a shoebox with a lot of holes in it and on the floor next to him there's another shoebox or there's another box with a bunch of holes and then you see these two little mice walking on his knee so yes and and this you know i i didn't watch rewatch this minute a ton of times in preparation but i did i would say that i watched this you know three or four times i only just now noticed the mice right well the the first time i watched it uh when i was doing research here i didn't see the mice I, I think I remember them from, from beforehand, but I saw the boxes and I'm thinking, okay, what has he got in the box? You know, we'll have something to talk about. What does he have in the box? And then I noticed the, the, the mice and I said, wait a second, did those mice come out of the box at some point? Did I miss that? And then I had to, you know, scrub back and forth to see. And from the moment that we see him, he has these two mice walking on his knee. <laughs> I do not know the backstory. Yeah, and it looks this. like there's... <laughs> And it looks like there is a hole big enough, and it looks like it's a hole that they potentially yes. chewed through the box. Yes. That, that's pretty much what it says. That that's what I that's what I would I I saw. So so there's there's a sign behind them that says Trans Missouri. We'll we'll find out later in this minute that that is the name of the bus company because once again, no no real bus company was willing to let them use their name. So they're going to make a fake one and they're going to call it the Trans Missouri Bus Company or something like that. So. Then be, behind Dell, so there's there's a a board that has a list of all the arrivals and departures. It, it it states that we're in Jefferson City, Missouri. Okay, that's the first thing it says, and then it has a list of of arrivals and departures. Now, first of all, this type of sign, I, it, it says a lot about the fact that it, they're not using an electric sign. You know, a few weeks ago we saw in O'Hare that you know the, that it's a, an electric sign. But here, this is like the type of sign that, that you would see like outside of uh, churches or synagogues or something like that, you know, where they would, you know, you have each letter that they have to place in this this type of, I'm trying to remember that, uh, what you would call it. It's like this 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 black, this black board it has, like, that has grooves. For the letters exactly. slotted. It has a black board with, with grooves. That's right. That's just what I was going to say. So it, it it shows one of two things. Either this is a very, very small bus station and that they they just deal with stuff like this or you know they they just made a fake bus station and decided that we're going to do it this way now did you look at the arrivals and departures that are listed there yes I, I okay did. so first of all on the arrivals we have we have four cities listed we have wichita paducah akron paducah, paducah. sorry akron and memphis so i i checked the the distance between jefferson city and in each of those cities so and and also what's funny is is that if you look at the times of when these are arriving the the times are are completely not in any type of order because the Wichita train uh bus will arrive at 4:35 the Paducah that's what you called it one Paducah Paducah I don't know why I keep saying that it's it's in Kentucky <laughs> okay Paducah Kentucky will arrive at 5:03 the Akron bus arrives at 2.35 and the Memphis one at 2.10. You know, you'd think that they would keep them in some sort of chronological order or something like that. So 
the, the a bus ride from Jefferson City to Wichita takes about four, almost five hours. Okay, the train ride to Paducah. Did I get that right this time? Yeah. Okay, so Paducah is four and a half hours. The the bus ride to Akron is nine hours and thirty eight minutes. So that's a pretty long ride to to Ohio. And the ride to Memphis is five and a half hours. Okay. Oh, I think then, it makes sense with this type of board because, you know, Wichita has seven letters, but the time only has three. So that's, right. that's a mark of laziness because they only change the time and they don't change the name of the city. Right. Okay. That could be too. If, if that is the reason that they, they do that, that's true. So I, I, first of all, I'd never heard of uh, Pudica. Patico. Patico. I can't, man. I don't know why I can't say the name. Say it again. Paducah. Paducah. Okay. I've never even heard of Paducah before. And then I, I so I, I, I looked it up and it, it's a city that, that, a town that was uh, settled in 1821, established in 1830. And it was named for the Chickasaw tribe who were living in that area. The city is only, is, is a little less than 21 square miles uh, large, you know, it's not, not, and the population is about 25,000 people. So then I was looking and I saw a list of, of notable people who have been born or that lived in, in Paducah. I get that right again? Paducah. I don't know why I keep saying that. Paducah. Paducah. Okay. So I, I found a list of like 50 people. I'm obviously not going to go through all of them, but I, I found a few that, that, that were somewhat noteworthy. So you have Callie Curry who was the screenwriter, producer, and director of Thelma and Louise, who actually won an Oscar for Best Screenplay for writing Thelma and Louise. Then you have Boots Randolph, who was a saxophonist, who was a major part of the Nashville sound for most of his professional career. And he is best known for his hit Yakety Sax, <laughs> which became Benny Hill's signature tune. Mm. Okay. Then we have... Uh, Rumor Willis was born there, the the daughter of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. She was born there when her parents were filming the movie In Country, which was a Vietnam movie with Bruce Willis that came out, I think, in, 18, in 1989. I think that's when it came out. And then the last two are, are very interesting, were, were very interesting to me. One of them is Jerry Ryan who is an actress who's known for, for playing Seven of Nine on Star Trek Voyager. She was on Boston Public. She won the 1989 Miss Illinois pageant, but she actually even has a connection to this movie. She, yeah, she, I, I read yes, that. She was an extra on the the scenes that, that happen later in this minute and what we'll talk about on Monday on the bus. And she really pissed off John Hughes because she kept laughing at everything that Steve Martin and John Candy were doing. So he ended up firing her. So <laughs> she, yeah, he had to remove her from the set and refilm the scenes. Yeah, but but I found it funny that she actually was born in Paducah. Did I get it right? Yes. Okay, I got it right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. And the final person that I found there. Who, a person who lived in, in Paducah was John Scopes, who was the teacher who was put on trial in the Scopes Monkey Trial for teaching evolution in 1925, which I, I've, I've always loved that story. I also love the movie that's based on it. 
Have you ever seen Inherit the Wind or read the play? Uh, no, I yeah, haven't. Well, you, I, I was I'm familiar with the with the trial. Uh, I I never even heard of the right. movie. So it was a movie that came out in 1962 with Spencer Tracy and Frederick March. That's the other actor in it, and also Gene Kelly was in it. I mean, it, it's a great movie, and it's funny watching it now because the world has changed so much that back in 1925 you couldn't teach evolution, and now you can't teach creation science. So, you know, everything has just completely changed over the course of the last century with what you're allowed to teach in, in schools and stuff like that. So I found that very interesting. So then when, when you look at the departure screen or the departure area, so you have St. Louis, then it says Chico. So you, you know, <laughs> they, they misspelled Chicago and it says delayed. Which is pretty funny because that's the the bus theoretically that they're planning on that they're supposed to be getting on, and then they have three more des destinations there. Right, do you recognize any of those as real cities? Um, well, I if I had to guess, uh, Peoraga is uh, another misspelling of Peoria, which is another um, you know relatively large city. That's correct. Illinois. Okay, but Peoraga is not. <laughs> that's just. No. And then you have Beal and Beaton. <laughs> so I have absolutely no idea what any of those places are. I think they just probably said no one's going to pay any attention. Nobody's going to be doing a Movies by Minute podcast of this 35 years <laughs> from now that, that they're going to actually notice these things. So who cares? You know, we're only going to show it for a few seconds anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So at this point, Del then says to Neil, you're in a pretty lousy mood, huh? And Neil's response is, to say the least. And then we hear the PA, we hear a woman on the PA says, passengers holding tickets for, and then Dell turns to, to Neil and says, you ever traveled by bus before? And then once again, we hear the, the PA system saying, Mumford, St. Louis, please prepare to board in five minutes. Now, the only Mumford I found was in New York. So I really hope that that's not what they're talking about because, you know, that's a very, very long ride going to Mumford. It's, it's I think, 500, I figured out it's 560 miles from Jefferson City. So you're, you're talking about a very, very long trip. And at this point, then <laughs> Dell starts chuckling and says, your mood's probably not going to, not going to improve very much. And that, that's a, a nice segue for, for them to, to get ready to get on this, this bus. And then we, we get an external shot of the bus speeding along the highway. Once again, we're back to some upbeat music, trying to, to get us back into a positive mood of what we're, we're doing. And then we, we see the inside of the bus where everything is going at a faster speed. And we see this little annoying kid running up and down the aisle in costumes. He's wearing a costume. He's pretty much annoying Neil with everything that he's doing because he keeps hitting people on on the head with with things that he has and some of some of the passengers i actually recognized yeah, two, pin yeah, two pinwheels right so some of these passengers i actually recognize from the train so it's pretty funny like especially the the guy in the back with the cowboy hat looks like he was on the train you know and they might have just reused that extra and then we see dell he's eating peanuts and uh, has a soft drink in his hand or something like that and you see like crumbs all over his his sweater he clearly once again is not taking care of himself 
and behind them you see a soldier with headphones, you know, t trying to drown out any noise that that's going on there. And then on the aisle across from them, you see a couple begin, uh, a young couple start to to make out. And Dell looks over. Now, first of all, did you notice that when he's eating the peanuts, he's like throwing the shells just on the ground? No, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah, he like just tosses the shells in front of him, you know, and Neil is looking at him in a very strange way that can, is that really what you're going to do? You know, that that's the type of expression he has on his face. Sorry, there, there are actually two soldiers yeah. behind them. That are both, both they both them. have headphones. Not not just one. I remember how much I loved my Walkman in the eighties. You know, it was it was a great way to pass the time. That was long before cell phones. <laughs> and so then, uh, Dell looks across and sees this couple making out and gets a little intrigued by what's going on. I mean, you can tell that it's it's they're it's a fake makeout with what they're doing. It's not. You know, it's 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 not a way that that people would probably really make out if that's what they were doing on on the the bus. And then you see Dell nudging Neil with his elbow, you know, telling him to to take a look and and watch what's going on. And that's pretty much how the, this minute ends. I guess people will have to wait until Monday to find out what happens. It's a great <laughs> cliffhanger for the weekend. You know, what's going to happen after Dell is nudging Neil to take a look at what's going on? So do you have anything else for, for this um, this minute? I think it looks like uh, there's also, like right behind that, uh, the makeout couple, I think it, it looks like there's a sailor, another uh, sailor, although without his hat, also wearing headphones. You think it's the same sailor? I don't think it's the same sailor, but a lot of armed forces on this trip. Yeah, we're, we're you know, going, going around to Jefferson City. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're saying right behind them, or you're saying all the way in the back is where he is? Ah, he's all the way in the back. You um, can just see his hat. He's next to the, the guy, the cowboy. Well, he's, no, he's um, not wearing a, the sailor hat, but he's got, like, the white stripes that looks like a sailor outfit. Ah, okay. You can see him. Oh, I guess he is wearing the... No, we're talking about two different people. There's, go... there's a, okay, there's a guy across the aisle from Neil that has the, the stripes on his shoulders, and then in the back, there's a guy with what looks like a sailor's hat. So the sailor that we saw, I think he looks like the sailor that we saw walking, you know, uh, walking both behind Neil and Dell when they weren't next to each other. But I, I see what you're talking about. I see that, that, that there probably is another sailor right behind them. Maybe, maybe we'll be able to see that a little better next week. I don't know. I'll, I'll try to remember to I, take a look. I think it's a continuity area in, if you do go a little bit into the next minute, because in this, I think at the very end of this minute, you see him like right behind um, Neil's Neil's head on the the far mm -hmm. right of the screen, and then if you go into the next minute, then you actually see him with oh, his wow. hat on. Interesting. Because right, it's like the forty minute mark. You see him without his hat, right behind Neil's head. But you can talk about yeah. that more next week, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. All right, I'll have to I'll have to try to remember on Monday to talk about that one. Oh, very interesting. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So, do you have anything else for this minute? Um, yeah. If you, whenever you look, see the kid running um, up and down, like you can, if you watch the woman on the left that with the very '80s style 
makeup and the uh, like the woven mm-hmm. headband and the perm uh you see that he actually hits her in the head yes. like pretty pretty significantly yeah and, <laughs> and her eyes like she pop doesn't out. have much of a reaction no her eyes pop like out. her eyes bug out but she doesn't like react in other than just her eyes that's actually very true i didn't notice that it's very good wow yeah her, her eyes like flutter back and forth after after he does that hmm. it's like she's super surprised but then you know she's supposed to act bored so she can't she i guess she feels like she can't you know have a significant reaction to it so all she's able to do is just like you know bug her eyes out and surprise oh well yeah that's great all right excellent so every friday we have a little segment called weekend candy where my guest gives their top five john candy performances so bubble what do you got for us what are your top five John Candy performances? Um, so I might have to. I think for the the fifth one, um, not so much for his performance, but for the movie as a whole, because I I saw that he's in this movie, but I can't remember off the top of my head which character he plays. But he's in Blues Brothers. Yes, he plays the the police officer. Oh yeah, one of the police officers. But Blues Brothers is one of my all time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So just him him being in there, you know, I, I have to put that on my list. Um, and then next I'll go with him in Uncle Buck. I I think that's, you know, most of his characters are I think very similar to Dell, where he's he plays like. A lovable goof who's also irritating in some way yeah um and and then my next spot i'll give it give it to him as barf in space balls barf (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then i think in third place once again i'll give it to him in this movie as dell because i think he he really plays a great character from start to finish. Okay. And for my top, I will give it to him in Cool Runnings because I, I think that's is not only you know another one of my favorite movies, but the character that he plays in it is also just another great character. It's it's one where he's actually not that annoying, but he is a a character that has flaws but is still has has some good funny moments to hair in there but it's it's very heartfelt and and someone you can really get behind yeah definitely i completely agree with you on that one so every day i also talk about the differences between the script and the the final cut of the movie so there are a few discrepancies between the script in this minute first of all they mention in the minute about uh, they mention in the script about the that they're in the Greyhound uh, bus terminal. So obviously, as we mentioned, you know this this was probably wishful thinking on John Hughes's part because <laughs> Greyhound for sure would not let them use use uh, their logo or anything for for the for this movie, as with most other transportation companies. Then it also talks about the fact that. The Dell and, and and Neil have a very interesting conversation about how they actually got there. You know, they're sitting on the bench, and Dell goes, "It's not my fault the train caught fi- caught on fire. Mm-hmm. Thank your lucky stars it didn't derail." 
they derail more often than they catch fire. <laughs> it's and then Neil says it's three fifteen. And Dell responds, the bus leaves at four. We're all right. Have you ever thought of going with the flow? Neil says, I'm going with the flow, and you're what floated into my life. <laughs> and then Dell responds, if it weren't for me, Mr. Ungrateful, you'd still be at the Wichita airport. So Neil then responds, instead, I'm stuck in Jefferson City bus terminal. Tell me how that's an improvement. He goes, well, you're a couple hundred miles closer to home. <laughs> and then Neil says, and I'm out 700 bucks cash. 250 in train tickets. And Dell goes, they're mailing you a refund. And Neil says, a lot of good that does me here. So at least they mentioned there the fact that, that he actually gets his money back for everything that happened on the train, which which I guess is nice to see. And then they continue with the conversation where Dell basically says, you're in a pretty lousy mood. Huh? So it's interesting. I mean, I, I've always found it very interesting the way that they edited this, that they were able to cut out parts of the conversation, but leave parts of it in mm -hmm. where it still makes sense, you know, by doing that. And then the final thing that, that I found very interesting was the description, John Hughes's description of the passengers on the, the bus. So he, he writes here, jammed with cut rate passengers, screaming babies, luggage everywhere, food wrappers, a dozen servicemen with their Walkmans uh, leaking 12 different songs, children cruising the aisles, the engine is roaring. Someone has a window open. It's hell on wheels. So, again, goes back to to Hughes's ability to be very descriptive, which is great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. We so those are the different. I think three servicemen, but uh, I don't believe their music is loud enough that they that uh, that they did any fully work in it, so you could hear it in the final movie. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. So every day, the feature that we have is off the beaten track, where either myself or my guest give a little adventure or misadventure of something that may have happened to us along the journey of life. So Bubba, you got a final one for us to to keep everyone, you know, for the weekend. Sure, I've got one more for you. Um, the, this was just a couple years ago, and this was actually a, a work related trip. Um, I, I was sent by my work to San Jose to help at a at a store because they were short on managers there, and so they flew me out there for a couple weeks, and they rented me a car, but I was sharing the car with a, another manager that had flown out from you know a different area again, to help out with their, their management problem there. And, but the, the difference was they had me go to uh, one of the locations that was closer to the, the hotel that we were staying at. And, and we were, um, they had us be roommates and he had the farther away store. So it made sense to have him take the car and then, I would just get an Uber or Lyft to to go to the the closer store, and then you know other times we would uh, more or less share the car. Like if I wanted to to go some to use the car, then I could use it. But what ended up happening is because he was at the farther store, I pretty much never really got the chance to use the car other than the first initial trip 
uh, that like the first, because I got there one day earlier than him. And then on top of that, he had some friends, I guess, that lived in the area. And so he even took the trip, took the car to where he was gone for like two or three days. So I, I had the room to myself, but I also didn't have a car. Oh, wow. So I was in two weeks in San Jose without a car. But it, it wasn't the worst situation because the hotel was like smack dab in the middle of, of downtown. And this was in June. So I I just, you know, walked um, everywhere on my days off. And, you know, I got a lot of walking in. Um, I did a little bit of sightseeing on my days off. Uh, so it wasn't the worst situation, but I, I just wasn't able to go anywhere farther than just, you know, a couple miles away from the, the hotel. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that, that could be problematic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, that, that's a great story. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for joining us all week. Why don't you, for the final time, tell people how they can get in touch with you? Sure. That's uh, the best place to find me and all my projects is on Twitter, where I'm at BubbleWeeds. And, you know, my main site and longest running site is flightstightsandmovienights.com, where I have over 500 written reviews of superhero and comic book movies. Oh, wow. Great. All right. You can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to this show. And to find me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can go to our website. So, everyone, have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. But until then, you're fine. You're fine.